Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the Believe in Bingo podcast. Adam Pacman Jones, Solomon Wilcox. This is the post-NFL scouting combine edition of the Believe in Bingo podcast. First, say hello to Adam Pacman Jones, everybody. What's up, bro? What's up, brother? How you doing today? Oh, man, doing great. Couldn't be better after spending a week in Indy. It's good to be back home for a change and got to spend some time with our Bengals and we got some good things popping on this episode. But first, let's tell everybody that this episode of the Believe in Bingo podcast is brought to them by uh, Bet Online Football. It might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both the pro and college basketball. From all of the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next coach may even be fired or where he's going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. All you got to do is head over to the website and use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, basketball, boxing, and UFC odds from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, man, you know what? We got to start um, because I don't know if you heard this. We got to say congratulations to Duke Tobin of the Cincinnati Bengals. He has won the NFL Executive of the Year Award. So to oh. that, what would you say? I mean, this is that's think, mad props. That's mad props. I think Duke Duke earned it too. You know, yep. uh, he put in a lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, not having a, a big uh, a scouting department like all the other teams. So Duke Duke does a lot of work behind the scenes, and it's it's coming up. He he deserves all the recognition that that he's getting. Up. Yeah, how about this? Back to back drafts. He gets Joe Burrow. He gets T Higgins. He gets Jamar Chase and he gets Evan McPherson. Now, yeah. right, right there, that's like slam dunk, right? Yeah, <laughs> home run. Like you, that's the, you can't you can't complain about that. And those guys have proven that he, he made great decision because the the level of play they played at um, these last two years. Um, 
they should be patting Duke on the back. So, yeah, kudos to Duke, man. Um, he's done a great job in the front office. Yeah, you know, at the scouting combine in Indianapolis, everybody, all the rage was the Cincinnati Bengals because it could set a precedent for what they did last year. They had this great need on the offensive line, but yet they sort of went um, against the conventional wisdom of taking care of the quarterback with the protection and saying, let's take care of quarterback with the wide receiver. And as you well know, this is a very deep draft class of wide receivers. And you have a lot of teams that need offensive linemen. Bengals still are one of them. Um, but a lot of people are now starting to look at the Bengals and what they did. And I told him, I said, don't be, don't get fooled now. Jamar Chase did something that we've never seen done in the 102-year history of the league. The numbers he put up were record numbers for a rookie. So be careful. But to that, what do you say? Everyone's starting to look at what the Bengals did and how they built their team. And they may decide to make a run on receivers and forego the offensive line. And this is not the first time that the Bengals did it. They did it uh, back in, what is 15, AJ, Sanu, Marvin. Um, and I think it. when you go look at it, um, I think Duke did a good job of putting all – even when we had uh, uh, Jerome, um, that, that was a good receiving core. Even when you go back yeah. without it – not drafting them, saying when he tried to put together Chad and um, 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 uh, Jerome Simpson and T.O. Yeah, and you know, so yeah. I will say Duke in the front office have have done a hell of a job as far as the receiver groups. You know what I mean? I ain't going to say they've kept them all together, but they have put some good tandems together, you know. Yeah. And um, with these guys right here, we have spent everything to get all the firepower around Joe. Nas trying to spend all the money to get all the firepower to protect Joe. Um, we got to do whatever we need to do to get some linemen coming in here, man. I mean, it's the same thing that Kansas City did when they lost the championship. They went in and revamped the whole line. Go spend the money to protect Joe and then and, and, and let uh, Joe Mixon, you know, flourish as a running back. Because right now, He's getting a lot of yak yards with no block, man. Um, uh, that's right. And that's going to take right. a toll on their body in the little while. So uh, yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm nervous. It's the day before, uh, I mean, uh, the franchise last day tag. to use the franchise tag. Yeah. The last day to use the franchise tag. We we haven't talked to Jesse. I have no no inside information right, right now on Jesse. So I'm nervous. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of teams out there that's going to um, bid for Jesse if they get down to a bid more. So I, you know, I don't think we should, I don't think we should let it go to free, let them go to free agency. Yeah. A lot of teams don't want to spend a ton of money on, on a free safety. Like they rather spend it on corners or edge rushers. Right. They don't, for whatever reason, I think the Bengals might be one of those teams. We're going to find out within the next uh, day or so. We'll know that by the end of this week, how they, how they really feel about Jesse Bates. I, I think he's worth keeping at least using the franchise tag. They should have signed him at the end of last year. They got a ton of money under the cap. We know there's going to be a point of emphasis to spend a lot of money on the offensive line, center, guard, and tackle. They may look to go into the draft to maybe get one of the talented uh, free safeties on the board. We have to wait and see. I want to go back to Joe Burrow because it was at, I was just at the scouting combine. And, you know, they were talking about hand size for quarterbacks. And I remember Joe Burrow, remember in 2019, he joked about, um, you know, quitting because he had nine inch hands and 
you know, he joked about quitting because his hands were too small. For you, what metrics really matter the most? What measurables matters the most for many of the players at the scouting combine? What do you pay attention to the most? Um, Your heart. You know, a lot of those guys get in there, they got all the the size, the everything, and don't have the passion for the game. Yeah. You know, um, if, if I was in the room, I would be, of course, you got the numbers on the chart that matters a lot, which is, you know what I mean? Can he get to the ball? Is is his hips good? Um, or is he good with his hand? Depending on what position it is. But the object is to find the guys who love football. Because a lot of these guys, they get in here and they got all these these tangents and all the, the lineup and this and that and, and just don't have the love for the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's the main thing. That's what we got with Joe, you know. Um, yeah. You can go back and look at a lot of quarterbacks that maybe look at, look better than Joe, hands been bigger than Joe, might throw the ball better than Joe, <laughs> but don't have that winning pedigree and that dog mentality. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, of course, it's a, it's a lot of things you got to look at. Speed is the mo- one of the most important tangibles you can have in the NFL because you get a lot of one-on-one matchups. But um, – you got to go and find guys that really love playing football. There's no doubt. I, I think it's tough to measure um, how much a guy loves the game. Because remember, you're, you're coming out of college. You become an instant millionaire. Now, do you love the money? Do you love the fame? You know how we call it. Do you love the line more than you love the game, right? And right. there are a lot of guys who love the game. But you know what they love more? What the game can do for them. They love that more. Yeah. They love the game. And Joe Burrow clearly is a guy that loves the game. You know, another guy, I think Joe Mixon is a guy that loved the game. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he, you, you could tell you he, tell. he loves football. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You could tell the guys that play with that, that little extra spark um, and a little swagger. I'm yeah. sitting here trying to figure out, we going to get some hot news. We ain't got no hot news yet, but. Orlando Brown, I see they tagged Orlando Brown for, for Kansas City. I guess they understand that how important this front line thing is. So I'm just yeah. hoping that we get some kind of call, some kind of text, you know what I mean, here here real soon with some of these linemen that we should be landing. That's right. <laughs> Orlando yeah. Brown is the left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. We thought he would hit the free agent market. It appears as though he's not going to hit the market simply because uh, the Kansas City Chiefs decided to use – the franchise tag on him. So he will not be leaving Kansas city um, just one day before the deadline to use the franchise tag. Remember it one is uh, Tuesday, May 8th at 4 PM is the deadline. And the new league year begins next week, Wednesday, March 16th at 4 PM. That's when free agency starts. So with that said, we know the Bengals are going to be hot. And spending some money. And I went ahead and wrote this down. What kind of offensive lineman should the Bengals be looking for? Here is what Frank Pollock had to say. He said, we want glass eaters, guys who will rip your face off. It's a violent ah! game and, and, and it's not for everybody. So Frank Pollock, Zach Taylor, the head coach, Duke Tobin, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, uh, they are looking for tough, physical mean and nasty offensive linemen. So uh, I'm going to ask you, what kind of linemen should they be looking for? We are we are looking for tough, 
glass eaters. Uh, guys who ride around and play this game without a seatbelt. We looking for the, the Mike Tysons of the NFL line. We looking for the Dennis Rodmans of the NFL line. We want the dirty, the nasty guys that don't mind getting dirty, just willing to put in the work up here so we can all work up for this one coming and goal is to get this trophy and these rings on our finger. We looking for everything they said, Solomon. We want every, we want every, every, we want every bit of everything they said. We don't want no nice guys. We done with the nice guys. You know, um, we 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 got an aura here. We got a uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We play with a swagger. You know what I mean? A, a mentality. Um, a mentality. Yeah. Yeah. We we the new bad guys. We the new rough guys. You know, it, it used to be Cincinnati. I'm gonna say uh. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know what I mean, was the rah, 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 guys. No, it's done change now. Now it's the Cincinnati Bengals, baby. Hey, so, look, you and I both for? know, uh, I believe offensive lines, they give teams their personality. I mean, yeah. you go back to the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s, guys like Nate Newton, Big all Nate. those guys, they gave, they gave that team their personality, whether it's the Hogs or the old Washington Redskins. They gave their team their personality. If you have a if you have a mean and nasty offensive line, uh, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, it makes playing football easy. If this offensive line becomes what I think they could become, remember you mentioned it, the Kansas City Chiefs after losing the Super Bowl to Tampa, we saw Patrick Mahomes running for his life. Andy Reid and the Chiefs were not afraid to change out the whole offensive line and brought in a whole new front. And yeah. they played much better. They did a much better job of protecting Patrick Mahomes in 2021. So the Bengals, uh, it looked like they're poised to do the same thing. I think they're going to sign a center in free agency. Yep, I think they signed the center first. That'll be the first person we signed from yep. our little birdie, the center. A tackle in, in free agency. And here's what they want. Everybody's got to be under the age of 30. They signed Riley Reef last year, 30-31, didn't even finish the season. They want right. players anywhere from 27, 28 years old where they still have some tread on the tires because what they said, there was another quote from them, it's a very demanding position. Yes, it is. I agree. I agree. And we need and nothing against the 31s, 32-year-olds. Um, we'll take you out too if you're adults. But if you want a backup job, we need backups also. This is a long season we play um, – a lot of games, so um, I'm interested to see, man. I'm just waiting. I'm, 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 I, I, I got a feeling why we haven't put the tag on on Jesse, and I think the the reason we haven't put the tag on Jesse because we're trying to work out a deal, which knowing that we're gonna have to spend a lot of money in this upfront, um, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if the Bengals are willing to put that big of a tag on it with the money they have to spend with the guys up front. But you and I both know it's hard to negotiate with a player literally just one week away from free agency. For the first time in your life, you get to pick your team, who you going to play for. Instead of getting yeah. drafted by that team and told that's the team you're going to play for, you let a player do it. what Jesse Bates just did during the playoffs, the season he just had and the numbers he's put up, in the four years of his career, you let a guy this close get this close to the uh, to, to free agency. It's going to be hard. Whatever deal you put in front of him, he's going to look at that as the potential floor, right? Now he's got to want to be a Cincinnati Bengal real bad 
to take that deal and not want to explore free agency and shop himself with the many teams who may also want a signing where he could potentially get a better deal. Well, me knowing Jason, now that he's done got to this time, he probably want to shop himself. Um, and you can't blame him for that. He, he's right. been um, an unbelievable leader here through the ups and downs. He's played very hard. He's been one of the consistent guys that's played that's a right. lot of football um, here also. You know, he didn't tuck his tail when it was it was a bad time around here. He played every game. And he played at a high level, being um, a pro bowler. So, um, you know, I don't blame him. You know, at this point right now, I wouldn't even have my phone on. I would wait till next week. <laughs> you know, we just came from the Super Bowl. I played. Yeah. Uh, I had an unbelievable year. Um, if not the best safety this year, he was definitely in the best three safety. So, um, it's a lot of money at stake right there. You, you, you got to weigh your times. And yeah. you got to go look at the teams that's offering you. And make sure ain't no culture changes is gonna be happening happening real soon because you want to go somewhere where you know you're gonna have the guys that's calling you hey, in. Hey, look, I saw this same thing happen with Marvin Jones. Yeah, Mar Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah. He was a four years here, second round pick, I think I believe, and, and they were trying to figure out, you know, what was the right price point. And at the end of the day, they let him hit the market. He was gone. I mean, he, he was, was signed. He was signed the next day with Detroit. For a big deal that the Bengals were saying, oh, we couldn't have given them that. Well, but we, we know how this goes. That's how we know about our little birdies. Like we was telling them. <laughs> like, look, they might not talk to the players, but that was what we have agents for. That's why we pay these guys all this money. And and they play golf together, you know what I mean? And sit and right. talk. You know what I mean? They might can't get the paperwork, but hey, bud, how you doing today, man? I sure like what you got over there. Okay, bye. Talk to you when we need to talk to you. So, you know what I mean? Things are happening. Yeah, things yeah, happen. It could be the same thing for just, you know. So yeah. Um, hey, hey, I wanna I wanna go back to the NFL scouting combine. Uh first let me ask you, what was your 40 time again when you attended the NFL scouting combine? I ain't run at scouting combine. I ran at my pro day. Where would you run? What was your best time at your pro day? Four two eight, four two seven. How about this? You should have ran at the combine because yes, Kalen Barnes ran the fastest. 40 time of any defensive back ever in the history of the NFL scouting combine. He ran a four, two, three, a four, two, three, okay. just a 10th of a second um, slower than John Ross's overall record of four, two, two. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on, on what he ran and how you think, how much should that move the needle for a guy? Just you and I both know just because he's a fast guy. I don't mean you're a good player. But right. you, but they can teach you how to do the rest. They can't teach you how to run fast. Hey, well, I, I didn't get the chance to check his grade, what his grade was before he ran. The <laughs> Did you get a chance to check his grade? No, I didn't see it. He, it was, I think, somewhere around 6-0, something like that. All right, well, his grade just bumped up at least a point and a half, two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> so, uh, right. that's right. You go back and look at the film and you say, all right, we know how fast he is. Does he have the tools? to transfer the speed with turning his hips, you know what I mean? That's with, right, good point. doing different things. Because you could be fast running forward, but a lot of your work as a cornerback is back, then turning, and then running forward. So, um, right. but hey man, four two three is very fast. Me and you both know that they're gonna find some kind of way to use this guy, uh, special teams, gunner, you know, uh, some kind of way he'll be on the field. If he's running that fast, 
we'll find a way to make them productive, you know. We should time defensive backs first with the back pedal for 10 yards, then blow the whistle and have them turn open the gate and turn and run and hit the tape. And now we see how fast you are. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're going to need to do is flip them hips and get going vertically uh, to not allow people to throw that ball over your head. That that might be the best way to time defensive backs. I want to also talk about another defensive back who was getting a lot of love at the combine. You might know him from the University of Cincinnati. A1 saw Sweet P. Gardner. He, I love him. He put it down. Now, he had a 4-4-1. He said he was going to run a 4-4-1. He put it down, and everybody loves this kid. But he played with a swagger, too, though. Like he's Yes, he does. Cornerback. Um, I had to watch him the whole year this year, man. And he played with a lot of swagger. He moved around. Um, it looked like he could play the slot and the outside. So yeah. um, he got a, a very bright upside, you know. Um, I think um, – I think he he'll be top ten pick. Oh yeah, I, I, oh yeah. I think he he done bumped all the way up. You know what I mean? Because he he's he's one of them guys. He got a nice little structure to him. He real good off the press. Yeah. Um, he he's good man. He ain't, he ain't doing nothing but to help himself this week. Six. He's six three, 33 six. and a half inch arm wingspan. So this dude now you talking about getting that jam, getting hands on people at the line of scrimmage. And then he's got a long gate. He can turn it up and get down the field vertically. And he then he can he can he, he can win on those contested balls at the at the catch point. He remind me of Camardi. Yeah, that's a good comparison. That's, that, Anto- he, Antonio Camardi was good. Yeah, Antonio Camardi was good too, man. Um, no shout doubt. out Camardi, that's my boy. Let, he let got the, that same frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He got that same frame, long, can run very fast, got good ball IQ, go up and get the ball at a high point. Uh, he's he's going to be good. He's going to be good. We're about him a lot. Antonio Cromartie once led the league with 14 interceptions. Yeah. Boy, boy was balling. I mean, through the postseason, from beginning to the end, that that's a big-time number. We don't see anybody you know putting how hard up. that is to that's do That's hard. That. We don't see nobody putting up them numbers today. You know, that – so that – that stands, you know, stands as the test of time. That's a pretty, that's a really good year. Yeah, that is. Okay. I wanted to get, wanted to get your they thoughts on that. Good God. <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, man, I want to get your thoughts. Remember, I said on yeah. Tuesday, that's Tuesday is March 8th, the last day to use the franchise tag. Wednesday, next week, Wednesday, March 16th is the first day of free agency. Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers currently carries a $46 million cap hit. They're going to either have to restructure his contract, and that means he's got to be willing for them to do that, or they got to let him go. So that's where Aaron Rodgers is. As we sit here uh, at the current uh, recording of this podcast, okay, on Monday, March 7th, he has to let them know within the next 24 hours if he plans to stay or go because they need to know if they can use the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, right? Um, so they're going to use it on Adams, or they may have to let them both go. If they try to keep Rodgers and Kent restructure, they have to let Adams go. So Rodgers is kind of holding the team hostage right now. I'm going to ask you your thoughts. Is you think he's going to stay, or do you think he's going to leave? 
I truly think he stays. Um, and it goes back, if you think about all the great quarterbacks that they've had in Green Bay, everyone that's left haven't been the same as it was in Green Bay. And another thing, um, I think he'll work out the numbers between Devontae Adam because this is a this is a package deal, you know, um, at the end of the day, because right now Devontae Adam is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why not try to go and squeeze this out and get a ring, you know? Um, but I Aaron Rodgers do things a lot different than everyone else, but <laughs> yeah, I just does. I don't see him. I don't see him. I just I can't see him in another uniform right now. I seen a, a emoji the other day of him in a Pittsburgh uniform. It just didn't look right, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're like, ah. yeah, that yeah. was painful on the eyes. I can't see that one. I agree with you. I don't think he's leaving. Look, I man, he, he, I, he went through a lot of this to do a couple of things. He got his juice back in the building. They were trying to use uh, this threat of a first-round pick on another quarterback by the name of Jordan Love to kind of take some of his juice away. They don't want him walking around like he the rooster in the hen house. And he's used all of – he played it cleverly. I'll give him credit. I want out. And in the meantime, how many players you know – that can push the organization to the brink of telling them, I don't know that I want to play with you anymore. In fact, I want my way out. Restructure his deal to the point that now they can't even afford him against the cap unless they redo the deal. I mean, he got to really work with them in order to stay. But in the meantime, he went back-to-back MVP awards. Most guys, they will crumble under that kind of pressure. All he did was kept balling out, Right. While he was working over here to massage everything to get his to get his juice back in the building, he kept winning and kept playing at a very high level. Most players would crumble under the weight of trying to juggle the two. And with all that being said, you just said it yourself, Solomon, that the Green Bay Packers willing to put the Green Bay Packers second and Aaron Rodgers first. <laughs> they are. That's right. They are That's willing right. to do that. You know, and right. it can tell by certain things they've done with coaches and, yep. and everything else. I think the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers have a relationship that you cannot bother. I think their relationship is solid between him and the people upstairs. Um, he get to call the shots with the coaches, what coaches he want in there. Hey, look, if I think I should go for it on third down and you don't let me go for third on third down, I might have your ass right on up out of here. <laughs> he, so he, he's played, he's I, played I it well. Think, yeah, that him yeah. in the front office and, and Aaron Aaron has a good six more years. I think as far as playing it as a as a top level quarterback because he still can throw the ball a hundred miles per hour. So it's a miss that I don't think that 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 would get pulled apart because they're willing to work with each other and it show it showed it time after time after time. Aaron Rodgers turned thirty eight years old on December second another six seasons that would have him playing through his 44th year of birth. So uh, I think very much doable. Um, We're hearing that he is set to become the highest paid quarterback in the league, even could potentially exceed what Patrick Mahomes is getting an average of 45 million a year that Aaron Rodgers could be getting as much as 50 million a year when this deal is said and done. Stay tuned on this one, Adam Jones. They're going to figure out a way to get to him. 
They don't I've, figure out a way. This is, listen, you're talking about this dude just hosted Jeopardy. This is a smart dude. I yeah. ain't never, and I mean ever, seen somebody play the organization like a hawk as well as he has and still go out and, and ball out the way that he has. Two-time MVP, and now he's about to house the, the Packers for more money than any player in the history of our league. Well played, Aaron Rodgers. That's right. This is another episode of the Believe in Bengals podcast. He's Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. We want to thank you for joining us. Join us again next week because we're going to be giving it to you. Because when we come on and drop our next episode, we're going to be talking about free agency, making it rain, and making it rain. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't forget to join us again, everyone. Thank you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.